BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Rookie and the Vets. This is kind of a first time we're going live on several different platforms here. Um, For those of you who are maybe new to the show, never watched us before, um, we're based in central Illinois. Uh, mainly focus on Illinois sports, but we do talk national sports, especially if there's big news happening. Um, University of Illinois is a big one for us. Some of our local high school football teams. Um, I'm sure we talked baseball in the past. We'll probably talk basketball. We talked um, this last week. Season. They failed. We kind of talked about a little bit of everything last week. Fantasy football is another big one. I'm hoping we can kind of crack into a little bit more, but. Told everyone to pick up C.J. Stroud. Look what he did. I mean, fantasy football's a dime a dozen as far as podcasts go. But, yeah, and I told people to pick up Puka Nakua and look at what he's been doing. Yeah, the only tough part is now Cooper Cup's back. Yeah, and then people cover Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua stays open. That's my theory. He's got an awesome name, too. Oh, of course. Gotta say that. Oh, they asked you, like, the Bears. Unfortunately, yes. My <laughs> wife keeps telling me to stop so i'm already looking forward to hockey season (laughs) yeah kind of hard i mean that's next and she keeps i keep saying because they're in preseason right now regular season starts next wednesday for them Mm -hmm. i think at pittsburgh but bedard's been scoring points he just had his first goal Mm -hmm. um but he's been two assists in that game too yeah two assists he's had assists in all of our other games so far um but he's had one-on-one looks with the goalie. I'm going to go off on a tangent about hockey. and then Did we're we never start gonna... the pod? I think so. Okay. I've been talking to people, at least. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, that works. Connor Bedard, I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the regular season. I keep trying to hype him up to my wife, who hasn't the... started watching yet. He's but she's future. like, she's like, you're the stereotypical Chicago fan. And, like, <laughs> get all hyped up in the preseason. And once the regular season happens, it's like, yeah. Things I mean, aren't I, great. I think, I mean, Connor Bedard's the future, so. Oh, for sure. Like, with, with him alone, they could be a playoff team in, like, a year. I mean, look what Connor McDavid did with yeah. the Oilers right when he got into the NHL. I mean, I'll agree with that. Another great player. Bedard's, I'd love to see him. Bedard's a stud. I, I, I don't even know much hockey, but the small things I've watched, he looks like a stud. Yeah, and he's only, like, 17. Yeah. So, like, we got this guy for, like, 10, 15 years. Extend like, him the second that window opens. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, definitely, I think he'll get rookie of the year. Oh, I mean, sure. that's without a question. I'm sure he's a crazy ass out I'm going to put a stamp on it right now. Um, anyway, like I said, I'm going to get off topic. So I'll let you. Are you doing something? I'm just waiting to see what's up. People asking oh. what our top five sports are. What our top five sports are? Yeah. All right. Lacrosse, football, college and NFL. 
basketball, baseball, and for my fifth, uh, I don't know, I like gymnastics. My wife's kind of gotten me into gymnastics, you know. Simone Biles is sick. Olympics coming up, 2024. Olympics coming up. Uh, they just had the world championship. She was watching it on Peacock yesterday. Um, Il- er, Illinois. USA women took gold in that. But they did well in track, too, I saw. The world usually, championships. usually it's college gymnastics, which is fine. They're good. But the elite level, when you get the Biles, when you get... Um, God, now I'm going to struggle with the girl's name. Goes to Auburn. She's from Minnesota. Uh, Suni Lee. Suni. Um, love watching those girls. And now they're kind of branching out into college with the NIL and everything. Mm-hmm. And so kind of tearing it up on the NCAA level. But, I would say mine. It kind of, I mean, I, I'm big into NBA. I put NBA first, NFL second, MLB third. I'm big into tennis, so I could put that fourth. Uh, I don't even know what else there is really that I'd be missing. I'm not big into any channel. I'm just I'm I'm starting to get into it, but not as much as the other leagues. Just throw uh, lacrosse in there. More people need to watch lacrosse. Yeah, if you count couple well, no, nuts, I guess fastest game on basketball. two feet. I was gonna say college basketball. I I don't know what a fifth would be. I don't really watch a lot of golf. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm sure I'm missing a sport. I'm just blanking on it. I don't even know. If you count esports, a sport, you put that in there. I used to watch a lot of gaming, esports, stuff like that. Chess. He likes chess. I, 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 I see. I've always been. I've yes, never. I've had so many people over the years like, try to explain chess to me, and I never can comprehend. That. What? I'm a checkers guy. Checkers. It's so basic. It's for the dumb. That's why I can. <laughs> I can never. I just can never remember all the different moves with chess. It's like if you ever play craps. I see it like that. It's so confusing. Rolling dice, you mean? Yeah, but there's so many different elements to it. I know. I don't know. I'll teach you sometime if you really want to learn. I'll bring my board in. Yeah, I've always wanted to. They had chess club in high school. I just, I just watched. Could never. I just never understood it. I don't even know if we had a chess club in my high school. To be yeah, honest, I'm pretty sure it's. Com- no, no way Eric's competed. I know some schools will like compete with other schools and stuff. They hold like tournaments and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how big that is here in Illinois. All right. Any other questions before we get going? Nope. All right. I don't believe so. I'll also throw wrestling in the mix. I was a wrestler in high school, college, until the team lost their NCAA uh, there you go. stuff. But wrestling's in there, too. All right. Illinois basketball. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's, we've it's talked a lot of football here recently. The season's not going the way we want it to go. Mm-hmm. A lot of disappointment with Illini football. Illini basketball's coming back. We've got our two big centerpieces, Terrence Shannon Jr., Coleman mm-hmm. Hawkins, coming back for their final years. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the NBA Combine this last season, decided to come back. Um, and now we've got this kind of group of young up-and-coming guys and we've also got some seasoned vets Mm -hmm. uh through the transfer portal um watching through some of your interviews um and i like a lot of the questions you ask these guys but it seems like the big takeaway from spain i will say because they went played three games over there Mm -hmm. um mostly it sounded like a big bonding experience for those guys Mm -hmm. and uh, sincere harris um a lot of um Justin Harmon, 
who else did we talk to? Taryn Shannon Jr., mm -hmm. Coleman, Quincy, all of them pretty much said either we became family or we're brothers. Mm -hmm. And like to me, this group is very cohesive. It doesn't seem like there's going to be locker room drama at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Like last year. Like last year. Um, but to me, that's one of the building blocks that you need for a team that's going to make a deep run, especially mm -hmm. in the NCAA tournament. Um, I will say with that, like none of the guys wanted to actually talk about, because my whole question kind of was like asking how, like I want to know like how they feel they played on the court, right. like what differences did they see from last year to this year with themselves, and they just all wanted to talk about, you know, the chemistry they built together. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's huge, and you see, there's some teams that do it, like they'll go overseas and do like a trip, um, like I think Nebraska went this summer maybe. Um, I remember Michigan doing like a Greece tour a couple of years ago for football. Like some schools do it. I think it builds a lot, builds a lot of just camaraderie, connection, just so that you're building it now and not during the season. You're trying right. to play catch up, um, especially when you got so many new guys coming in, freshmen, tr transfers, and especially when like Illinois freshmen transfers, they're going to play this year. Yeah. So if they're gelling with. Terrence Chan Jr., Coleman Hawkins, Sincere, Rogers, Dane Danger, like off the court, it's gonna it's gonna translate on the court. So, yeah, I mean, and again, they had a lot of downtime to kind of get to know each other, um, to kind of build that brotherhood, if you will. And they only played three games, and they were there for about what a week, maybe yeah. a little bit mm -hmm. more than that. Um, so definitely a lot of time to kind of spend with each other, getting to know each other really well. Um, and it sounds like. Uh, Gibbs, Lawhorn, and what is it, Goody? Mm -hmm. Are going to be taking a fishing trip together or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, Lawhorn, <laughs> I forgot about that. He said he loves fishing. I'd asked him if he's gone out with Luke yet because Luke's a big fisher. He's yeah. talked about it many times in interviews before, and he loves fishing. Um, so those two got to get out and go. Somebody else told me, I, I don't remember if I was recording that they like fishing, Um I don't think it was Justin Harmon. I, I don't even remember. Um, I just remember talking to somebody on the side, one of the players, and they were telling me they love fishing too. So clearly it's, it, it's across the team. Yeah. Um, so it's a fun thing to do. And I mean a lot of downtime when you're going fishing to, you know, continue to kind of bond and build that relationship with your teammate and stuff like that. You know what I'll tell you? And maybe, maybe basketball is not the sport I think it'd go great for. Maybe something like baseball. Fishing builds patience. Like yeah. just be having to sit there and just understand it's the fish isn't gonna come on the first, you know, they call it like a toss of the cast. Yeah, cast the hook. Um you, you gotta be patient. Yeah. And I I, I guess maybe it helps with basketball. Um we'll see. It's such a quick paced game, so I mean it's I don't know how much it translates, but um anyway, hopefully it works. I mean definitely I will say that relationship building you know, having that trust in your teammate, um, just kind of understanding, you know, maybe even just nonverbal cues and like what they're kind of thinking when they're on the field. They're just like having spent so much time together, knowing kind of what's going to happen um, come a game time scenario. Mm -hmm. But I will say that was one positive that I took away from all those interviews that you had. Um, Another one, it sounds like everybody's putting in 
work on their what they've at least identified as mm-hmm. their weaknesses. Um, you know, Matt Coleman, Taryn Shannon Jr. talking a lot about, you know, working with his right hand, um, more mid range. He said last year he really liked to pull up and shoot from outside mm-hmm. or he was driving to the rim, getting layups. And so kind of working those mid range shots and his offhand, definitely good if you can go both ways. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring this year. He was very impressive in last year's games. Um, but I definitely think there were some pieces last year where people weren't gelling together. Mm-hmm. Some players were kind of in it just for the me, not we mentality. Um, but it was nice and kind of refreshing to hear everybody kind of talking about the team. This is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our goal for the season. And so I think that sounds very promising to me so far. And a lot of guys, um, they talked about it, or they've, they've talked in the past just about understanding their role this year and yeah. where they fit with the team. Like, um, Har- I think it was Harmon talked about understanding, like, where he kind of fits in this year, coming in as a transfer, where, yeah, the point guard situation may be up for grabs if Ty Rogers hasn't locked it down, where maybe Harmon could slide in. Or if you're like a Quincy Garrier playing a little different this year, more as a rebounder and shooter more than just kind of somebody slashing to the rim as a tall forward. Um, a lot of guys just understanding their role and what they are providing for the team this year because Underwood's a great basketball mind. He's going to set all these guys up to succeed. If, and if they if allow Coach Underwood to coach them and put them in a position to win, they're going to win as a team. Um, so that's something kind of, um, their understanding, and um, if, if the whole group kind of sticks with that flow, they're gonna they're gonna be successful. Yeah, and I will say, yeah, that was one of the big things that Quincy kind of hit on was working on his rebounding, and so now we've got this person who's gonna be kind of that lockdown, go after the basketball, offensive mm-hmm. rebounds, defensive rebounds, maintain possession kind of thing, where he wasn't specifically talking about you know, his shooting work and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. Um, but rather the opposite side of the ball. And yeah, Quincy, I mean, Quincy talked about wanting to go back to Syracuse days where he was putting up double-doubles and he was also shooting threes. Like, they, he's able to stretch the floor. Um, He's just a, he's a guy that can do a lot of different things. Yeah, they need, they need the rebounds, especially, uh, I'm just interested to see where, with this whole starting lineup and how it goes. If he's on the floor with Dane Danger, because if Dane Danger's on the floor with him, I think you do spread him out. Um, just because that's so much, I don't know, too... Quinc- Quincy's in a weird spot where he's kind of a center, kind of a forward. Yeah. He can kind of slide over to the three wing. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how that goes with how they... Who's in that starting lineup if Quincy kind of runs it as their five. Yeah, definitely. It seems like some of the players this year can kind of mix and match around and you Mm -hmm. can kind of toy with that starting five a little bit or just the five that are on the floor. Um, And I mean, you can run big, you can even scale it down, go small and, you know, have some of those guards be a little bit more involved, like your Ty Rogers, like Gibbs Lawhorn, Mm -hmm. um, who I'm kind of excited to see what he has to offer this season, like Justin Harmon as well. Um, what I'm trying to think what else he was kind of 
touching on. Oh, that this is the third time that Brad Underwood yep. has tried to recruit him. It finally stuck. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, tried to get him out of high school, tried to get him on the way from Syracuse to Oregon, mm-hmm. um, and now finally, you know, got him here yeah. in Illinois. Third time around. I mean, and it's so funny, it goes from the school I grew up rooting for to the school you root for to the school we cover. Yeah. So it's just funny, a little trail. But yeah, and he also talked about, you know, the great coaches he's been able to work under. Bayheim, legendary have, coach. Yeah, and then you have Altman. Altman? I'm not name? sure yeah, what yeah, Oregon's yeah. coach name is. Um, and then here with Underwood. So, I mean, three great, great coaches in a row, they're going to they're gonna be solid. I mean, it's you, you can't ask for anything more. In right. Terms, in terms of creating a great basketball mind for Guerrier, I mean, yeah, he's learned from some of the best. And he said he's kind of trimmed down a little bit. He's, like, paying more attention to his diet, being healthy was mm-hmm. another big thing that he kind of hit on. Um, and, I mean, that's something that you definitely need. Mm-hmm. Um, season goes from, you know, late fall, early winter, all the way through March, April. And so health is a big concern. You want the longe- longevity in your season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, if, if you're one of the big players on the team, you want – to have those key pieces when you're making that tournament run. Mm-hmm. I had a funny moment with Coleman. I don't even know if I put it in the video I sent you. Where he said, he <laughs> doesn't know if he got taller and you said, maybe I got shorter. And he's like, maybe. Yeah. That was funny. Because I looked, I'm like, I went through a lot It of, did seem like. I was looking up a lot. Was, yeah. That's why I was like, Coleman, have you gotten taller? And he was like, no, I don't think so. He said he's almost what seven foot with the shoes yeah. on now. He said, yeah, six eight or six nine he's, without shoes on. Mm-hmm. That's huge for Illinois. I mean, if he's growing and he's such a lengthy kid, like, right? Can give Illinois boards, point like three pointers, like and if you're an NBA team, like that's he's a she's a stretch four. Do you think he takes over that center role this season? I don't know. Like realistically, like he. Like, he is the center size at a college level, but he's just not a center build. Like, I don't even, I don't know. It's weird. He, he's, like, what, 6'10", 6'11", and that'd be a center. Like, any other school, but he just kind of fits a forward right. kind of wing guy, especially when you have Gurrier and Dane Danger, Dane who are more of, like, that four center kind of fit. Like, you don't need him at the center. Well, I don't know. Like, I've always found Col- Tom Coleman interesting. With his height and length. Yeah. And, I mean, he. I know he had mentioned something, and he was saying he'd have to double-check on it, but broke some record at mm. one of the NBA combines. The Golden State combine, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember which record he said he broke, um, but, yeah, he was talking about how, just how great that Warriors combine went for him. Um, I remember hearing great things about it because um, we had done a – done a media availability with him right after, you know, that press conference or that workout with the Warriors. That's when I was like, oh, maybe he is going to see what can happen in the NBA draft, but ended up pulling back. I think it's a good decision for him. Like, if he has a really good year and averages, like, 15-plus and, like, 8-plus rebounds, yeah, like, he has, a chance, draft stock. he has a chance to be a late first-round pick. Terrence Chan Jr. is one, too, where, like, he was mock-drafted at, like, 14 for like the first half of the season right and then he just went on such a cold streak where he just wasn't putting up many high scoring games and then he just fell into the second round 
Um, so he has a potential. If he has a big year too, to really shine this year. Um, and it sounds like, running. yeah, it sounds like he's going to be taking on more of that captain leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like from what he said that Brad Underwood is now kind of entrusting that to him this year, um, letting mm-hmm. him make decisions. Um, and I mean, for a guy who's seasoned, he's been around um, from his Texas Tech days to coming here. Mm-hmm. This is his second year here. Um, definitely would say, yeah, him and Coleman probably top dogs as far oh, as kind of the pecking order goes, if you will. But mm-hmm. I mean, they know what's been working, what hasn't been working, mm-hmm. and hopefully they can get all these guys on the same page um, come this season. Definitely think there's something to look forward to with Illinois basketball this year. Of course. And I, I, I think they're going to be good. I think they're a much better team than last year. A deeper team, I think, oh, too. Oh, they're very deep. I, I, I think Underwood had talked about that in his press conference last week, too, just how deep they are. And right. Just how if one guy's down, they have someone to come in behind right. them that's just as good. Um, but, I mean, I think the Illinois team's better than last year. But I will say I what, so. what worries me is the makeshift point guard position. Well, honestly, the makeshift lineup. Like, Ty Rogers, ideally, is not a point guard. In my opinion, he's not a point guard. I think but, he's more shooting guard? Yeah, I think he's more shooting guard. Um, but they're going to run him at the point. Because what else are you going to do? They don't. Ha- I don't think they have a true point guard on the roster. Right. Maybe Draven uh, gives a horn, but he's just not, maybe not ready for that role. Or I don't think he's that much of a point guard. I think, I think he kind of falls in that shooting guard spot as well. Um, Justin Harmon's a point guard. Yeah. Um, I just don't see him starting. That's maybe during the year. I think I said this on the last time we talked about Illinois basketball. I think soon, like maybe down this stretch, I think if he have if, if he plays well, he's someone that can move into that point guard yeah. spot. Um, but I don't know. How do you kind of see that starting lineup shaping out? Like, I think I think it go to a one of two ways. What do you think? I mean, I could see for a point guard. I don't know. I even think maybe you got to go two, two guards mm-hmm. at least. Well, I maybe think... three, and I mean maybe you do try and run with the three guard scenario and get that speed with uh, Gibbs, Lawhorn, Ty Rogers, and Justin Harmon, and then you throw a Coleman and a Quincy in there, or a Coleman and you guys put TSJ in there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's why I see, have, I'm still I thinking have, about the young guys coming I'd in. I have him at the And two. I really want to see them shine. Of course. But, I don't know, maybe you go Rogers, Harmon, TSJ, Coleman, Dane, Coleman, Quincy. And again, like we said, there's so much depth that mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of imagine what it's going to look like. I mean, maybe Coleman and Dane are kind of the two interchangeable pieces at that center position, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, Domask is also, I think, needed on the floor. Maybe not a starter, but definitely getting in the mix. I mean, he shoots it very well from beyond the arc. Um, Quincy also has that potential, too. And I think you're going to need him on defense as well. Mm-hmm. Um but I also want to see how these younger kids are going to do. Mm-hmm. Ty Rogers is somebody I see. If he can make that jump to elevate his game, um, 
Gibbs Lawhorn, I'm really high on him. Just kind of some of the numbers he was putting up coming out of Spain, very impressive. I think one of the games he had almost 40 points. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, I don't know how good the competition is over there, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I think that definitely would speak volumes that, I mean, he's a natural scorer, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so I think it would go one of two ways. My first starting lineup would be uh, Ty Rogers at point. Sure. Terrence Chan Jr. at the two. Then you have Luke Goody at the three. Coleman at the four. And Quincy at the five. That would be my first. My second would be Ty Rogers, one. Terrence Chan Jr., two. Coleman Hawkins at three slash four. And then Quincy at the three slash four. And then Dane at the five. It depends if they want to go small. Yeah. If they go small ball or, you know, just from the basic lineup. Um, I just don't know, and I don't think he talked about it um, in terms of Brad Underwood, like how much we will see Quincy and Dane on the floor. Like, is that two guys you can have on the court at the same time? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say yes, but, like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how those two are going to kind of mesh. Could also just be interesting, maybe a little bit. I don't know how coaches kind of work, but maybe just having some fun and having, you know, a couple different alternate lineups that, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the situation that you might want to run. I know last year when they played Syracuse, they really struggled against that zone. Um, maybe having the extra guard in there and having more movement, more motion, mm-hmm. some cutters, getting inside, getting open looks. Um, but I felt like playing that zone defense, they were just kind of throwing up bricks from three-point land last mm-hmm. year. And granted, they got the win in the end, but they struggled in the first half of that game. And then off the bench, I think Harmon will be one of the first guys off the bench. Goody, if he's not starting. Um, Sincere Harris. Um, who else? And you got Marcus. Dumbass. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who else they have. That, that That's another thing. Like In terms of size, if you're having Quincy Dane, and Dane in the starting lineup, who's kind of off the bench in that big man role? Like, that's what I don't know. Yeah. I'm, like, am I missing? And that's why I thought maybe Coleman, Dane, yeah. kind of interchangeable. Like, I don't know if I'm missing somebody. I mean, you could go... Um, and again, this team is very deep, so it is kind of hard to, mm-hmm. to put a solid pin in this is what this lineup is going to look like. Mm. This is the starting five. That's why, like, maybe they go in terms of a, if they were to go Quincy and Dane Danger in the starting lineup, you take one of the guys out in the first, like, four minutes, give them four minutes off the bench, then put them back on and take off whoever's still in, kind of rotate like that. I, just, I don't know, because they don't have, they have some, uh, I don't want to blank on the freshman's name. It's not Gibbs Lawhorn, but the other guy. Um, like he's somebody you could put in, but as a freshman, I don't know. Um, I never really thought about their bench size. Like, it's something. Like, if, like, especially if like one guy gets hurt during the season. Yeah. Dane or Quincy, like they don't have a lot of size coming off the bench. Like last. I mean, that Marcus Domask is a pretty yeah, big guy. Yeah, he's probably like six six, maybe probably. Something. Yeah. I know we discussed all the mm. height, weight statistics. Uh, months back mm-hmm. i think it was kind of going towards that but like if somebody gets hurt trip. that that becomes a worry like who do you kind of go to um in terms of off the bench like last year we saw 
it's kind of a last resort. Not last resort. If you saw him play probably like four minutes a game was Brandon Lieb. He's gone now. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see kind of how they go about that. And like I said, yeah, mix and match. I mean, maybe try and run some of these guys with one or two of the starters um, and just kind of see how they gel together, you know, which groupings of individuals maybe perform a little bit better on mm-hmm. the on the court together. Um, I will say it's going to be very interesting, and I think kind of a learning curve for Brad Underwood too, just kind of seeing – what these different little makeshift lineups have the potential to do Mm -hmm. um, and given certain scenarios. I mean, maybe you go big, you go small, speedy. Maybe you go for those perimeter shooters all on the floor together. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Goody, Domas, Gurrier, all very good three-point shooters. So I'm interested to see Justin Harmon's an interesting piece coming in. And I think also he's just going to add a little bit more excitement Mm. from Chicago. He talked about coming back home. There's going to be a lot of Harmon fans in Mm -hmm. the stands. Um, And kind of when we were talking about transfer portal stuff, just the reason to come back home, you know, being away for so long. um, He was at what, Utah Valley? Uh, or was it North, talk, Texas? North Texas, maybe? I forget which school he was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was North Texas. I mean, far away from the Midwest. So, yeah, coming home, you know, playing for your state, your city kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got 15 days left until their opening exhibition game against Ottawa. Um, I think it's Ottawa. Um, Is that Canadian? Team? I think so. I would assume so. Yeah. I've never rec- I've never seen the school before, so. Got it. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, we'll assume it's from Canada. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's coming up. Um, Illinois basketball back, but um, also have getting into football. Eastern Illinois, they uh, off to a good start to the season, four and one so yeah. far. Talk to me kind of a little bit about what you've seen from them. Um, it seems like. Strong defense on their part. Um, Because, I mean, like we were talking about looking at some of the statistics, um, they don't jump off the page as a team that's four and one. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've been making a really good run this year. I mean, Indiana State, that's a win. Bowling Green was their first and only loss. Illinois State, McNeese, Northwestern State. I mean, they're not playing top-caliber teams, Mm -hmm. but they've done enough where they are now ranked in the FCS number 25. Um, Some of these wins coming very late in the game. Mm -hmm. I know that Illinois State game came down to the wire on a last-minute touchdown. Um, But, I mean, they are outscoring opponents – about three touchdowns to two touchdowns. So, I mean, yes, that does look very good. Um, first downs, they're kind of lacking a little bit. It definitely seems like more of a pass-heavy offense here than a lot of running. Um, one thing I will say that kind of was the sacks and why I thought 
it seems like it's their secondary that's kind of keeping them in some of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I want to say it was in the game against Indiana State, they had two pick sixes. Um, mm-hmm. So that definitely is a big help out for them. Um, but things are kind of buzzing down in Charleston right now. They're off to a good start to the season. I mean, as an Eastern Illinois alumni, it's nice to see this program kind of having a resurgence. Mm -hmm. Because like I was telling you earlier, I don't think that they've been playing this well since Jimmy Garoppolo was at school there. Mm -hmm. And that was 10 years ago, maybe, um, where I think Jimmy actually took them to the FCS championship game. But, I mean, this team... I mean, you want to be strong on both sides of the ball. It seems like defense is a little bit stronger, but offense is also getting the job done, doing mm-hmm. what they need to do and keeping that defense off the field so they can kind of rest, come back, do their thing. And they're, I mean, they're winning the games they need to win. I mean, Bowling Green, understandable. Right. Understandable loss. Bowling Green is a, it's a, it's a good mid-major team. Yep. Um, I mean, you've seen good coaches come out of Bowling Green. But they beat Indiana State. That was a win that you needed to grab. Illinois State's a big win. I mean, Illinois State's 4 and 1 to start the season, too. Yeah. Um, they're off to a good start. They got a solid program up there in Normal, Illinois. Uh, McNeese is a good win. Um, and then you have that Northwestern State win. But yeah, I mean, their offense has been solid. I mean, at quarterback position, uh, Pierce Holly's been solid. Uh, he's averaging 236 uh, passing yards a game. He's done for seven touchdowns. Um, only three interceptions this year. Um, the receiving game is solid, too. Uh, Eli Mirza has been good. He's averaging 50 yards catching a game. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're a solid group. They just got to kind of keep this winning going. Yeah. This week they're taking on UT Martin, um, another game you got to win, get that five-win mark. I mean, they got a better record than Illinois. It's a completely different comp. I mean, yeah. It's a completely different level, obviously, but uh, they might be the Illinois team to root for this year. I mean, it's definitely interesting, I will say. Um, but, I mean, Division One football is Division One football. Um, obviously, they've got that talent there. I mean, so far, it seems like the fourth quarter is really where they're beating opponents, is mm-hmm. at the end of the game. And, I mean, that's when everybody's been, you know, going – 100 miles per hour for three quarters so far, but it definitely tells me that they're well-conditioned, that these guys are still, you know, not backing down. Um, I mean, they're almost, no, they are almost three times outscoring people in the fourth quarter. First quarter, they're pretty evenly matched. Second quarter, a little bit of a bump. Third quarter is kind of coming out of that halftime where it seems like maybe they struggle a little bit getting back in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the fourth quarter, I mean, outscoring opponents 30-13. to 13, um, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, last year they were, I believe it was like 2-9 and nine maybe. 2-9 uh, and nine or like 2-10. and ten. Um, So, I mean, to flip that around, and I remember some of the interviews – Earlier this year, before the season started, some of those players they talked about, they felt like this was a new year. They were kind of coming together compared to last year. Things were looking up. Um, so, good. I mean, to double your win total is a great start in five games. Hopefully, they can 
triple, quadruple it, get over that six win mark, seven win mark, kind of keep that momentum going. I will say something to note that kind of jumps out as I'm looking at the stats. Stone Galloway, one of their kickers, two for five this year. Yeah, not great as far yeah. as the field goal kicking goes. And I mean, he does, I will say, he has a 56-yard field goal, which is solid, but he's one for two within 30 yards. He's 0 for 1, 30 to 40 yards, 40 to 49, 0 for 1. Then he has that 56-yarder. I'm not sure if they made a switch because then Julian Patino, he's, he's 2 for 2, so 100%. It sounds like they did. And I was going to say, looking at some of the defensive stats, they got some ball hawks on here. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every member of their secondary has yep. an interception. Um, I mean, they're taking passes away from the offense. So eight interceptions on the season so far in five games. Um, Their opponents have only had three interceptions for five games. So, I mean, these guys are clearly able to see what's coming their way, what that quarterback is kind of doing. And like I said, two pick sixes, oops, two pick sixes so far this season. Um, But definitely they're doing their thing to get that ball back Mm -hmm. away from opposing offenses and back to their offense. So they can, you know, continue to drive down the field and Mm -hmm. put up some more points. But, yeah, kicking definitely seems to be one of their Achilles heels, it seems like. And I guess we'll find out a little bit more once we can kind of talk with the team over there. But, yeah, but yeah, they're taking on UT Martin this weekend, Saturday, 2 p.m. Yeah. I don't want to go to that game, but Mm -hmm. ranked. Yeah, ranked 25. I mean. Big, uh, big step for them going back in, especially after last year, like I mentioned, to back in the top 25. Um, so let's go back to the question I asked earlier. Um, hopefully you didn't think about it, so I can kind of test you. I have never think about um, it. The NBA teams that don't have an S at the end. I can think of all of them right off the top of my head. But can you, can you think of the four NBA teams with no S in their name? Jazz. Okay, one. Two are in the east, two are in the west. If that helps. Thunder. Mm-hmm. That's two out of four. Oh, I thought you said there was five. Oh, no, there's four. Oh, all right. Yeah. Jazz, Thunder. Magic. Magic, that's three. Four should be easy. Why? Just because of who they are in NBA history. See if I think of a hint that doesn't give it away. Um, they're close to the magic, I guess. Heat. Yep. Wow. All right. There's the four. I was like, shoot, now you're trying to get me. I feel like that's one of the big trivia questions I always hear asked. Um, is the four teams without. I mean, you don't really realize that so many teams have an S in their name mm-hmm. until you're saying that question, you there's, know, which ones don't. I think there's only like four in the NHL, too. I forget. I know the Avalanche. Don't wild. The Wild. Um, I forget. I've been asked that one before, too, and I. Can never remember which ones it is, but I know those two are two of them. 
Kraken. That, yep. Uh, Another question I always ask is kind of like what NBA... It's either four, three or four NBA teams have a Z in it, which is Jazz, Grizzlies... Um, Trailblazers. Trailblazers. And there's, I think one more. Um, I forget. I think that's it. It could, it could be just three. Um, yeah. We'll say Illinois football taking on Nebraska this week. They need to win or they will probably not go yeah. to a bowl game. Because... Um, I mean, there's... I mean, they got to win out the rest of this season. Yeah. Nebraska's the game that would be the one to get back on track. Because mm-hmm. um, after that, I mean, if, if you beat Nebraska, you're at 3-3. Three and three. You're going to beat Northwestern. That gives you yeah. four wins. You should beat Indiana, which will get you to five. And then you got to beat a team. I'm trying to think of who's in that schedule at the Minnesota. End. Minnesota. You, I think they could be Iowa now because Kay McNamara is out for season for Iowa, their quarterback. So okay. they, they don't have any offense. So that kind of helps them. They got to get to six wins. They don't get to six wins. It's very concerning. I mean, I will say the one thing that Nebraska has going for them is their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had seven sacks on Colorado when they played them. Um, is that just saying that Colorado has a terrible offensive line? Because Oregon also came at that mm-hmm. Shadur Sanders a number of times. Um, I forget. USC let them back in the game, but yeah. I forget what they're – USC doesn't really have a good defense. They don't. But... Yeah, but yeah, Illinois got to win this game, or they might not reach a bowl game. No. And, by, and Nebraska's coached by Matt Rule now, I think. Yes. Forgot about that. That'd be interesting. Same so, here. We'll see. I will also mention quickly they released the Big Ten schedule going forward. Illinois is playing Oregon next year in Eugene. Eugene? Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll do it here on Rookie and the Bet. Um, Make sure to follow us on all podcasting platforms. We had Dylan already. Um, Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have a TikTok yet. We'll we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with that. But yeah, don't do it here on Brookie and the Vet. We'll know football taking on Nebraska Friday night. Illinois basketball coming back soon. EIU ranked in the top 25. Uh, so yeah, do it here on Rookie and the Vet. We'll see you next time.